Welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds today, talking with Daniel Domberger. And um, off to um, go surfing in, in Costa Rica, which is, I mean, really the more important thing in life. You know, we could talk about keeping the network up and running and how you might be present during, um, while you're out, you know, surfing, you know, for a four hour sesh, you know, like in someone's entering in tickets, I'm sure they're all going to be answered perfectly on time. Um, so congratulations on that. That's super awesome at bio one North America. And you, what it looks like you guys do is like a lot of micro pipetting over there, which um, uh, I don't know, you know, if you yeah. ever, in, if you ever took science class or inorganic chemistry, um, you did a lot of micro pipetting, at least back in the day. Now we probably have some AI thing that does that for us, but, but um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Austrian. I think you're the first Austrian out of 240 episodes. Can we first let's play the game? And this is a new game that we're coming up with today. It's some um, famous Austrians in American history. Go, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's yeah, easy. yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, really, I mean, I'm a fan. I really am a fan. Um, and it's not because of all the Oscars he won, which is a trick question. If you ever play um, the game Battle of the Sexes, one of the questions in there is like for the women is like, how many Oscars is Arnold Schwarzenegger won? It's like zero. But the guy did everything he said he would do. He said, I will be Mr. Olympian. Amazing. First of all, not easy. Not an easy task. He did it. Then he said, I'm going to be a famous Hollywood actor. Did it. Absolutely. No one can No one can say that, um, I don't know, first of all, famous, famous Arnold movie. What's your famous Arnold movie? Uh, Terminator Two, probably. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can you can like you can like Schwarzenegger movies for two reasons. I feel for the sake of them being good. Terminator Two, I think, is a very good movie, objectively <laughs> speaking. But also, in the, IT the, too, it has a lot to do with IT. I, I mean, true, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the the liquid metal. It. Where is it, right? But <laughs> but 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 I also do like. Hercules in New York, one of his super early oh. ones when his English isn't, I mean, mine isn't great either, but his, his wasn't, wasn't where it should be for, for a movie like that. And it's, it's just trashy for that sake. And uh, he's, he's, he's a little clumsy at that time still. It's phenomenal. I mean, if you've got a group of friends, I can, I can very much recommend watching that. Oh, and then Weird Al Yankovic did like a whole, he did like a whole scene on that and like HBO <laughs> back in the day. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? I'm not even doing good. I should do, you know, I should go to you. <laughs> I love it. This is great. This is starting off so good. This is so IT. This is more IT than anyone knows. This is as, this is as real as it gets. I also love that you were totally skeptical of me before. Let's go through the first thoughts because I just want to go... Someone connected with you on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. Oh, no, actually, you didn't even know. It wasn't even me. It was like one of my guys that was, you know, I don't know, phishing, sending you phishing emails or something like that. You know, hey, do you want to be on this podcast? I said, can pop your IT nudes. And you thought what? Exactly what you should think, by the way, and what everyone else thinks. Zero trust. But what did you really think? I mean, since everyone is doing that, just selling something, first of all, um, probably phone systems, because that seems to be popular. But, you, you know, you get a lot of crap in LinkedIn, uh, and I just thought it's one of those messages. It's kind of funny um, that you got me on that one, because I used to, that. I, I am. Do <laughs> you know, I changed my ma my name from the most bearded man in, in, in telecom to the most bearded man in technology, because everyone thought he can't really be doing. I do know a lot about phone systems. By the way, do you need one? 
Uh, I'm good. I'm good, my man. Like, I mean, that would be hilarious if you come back and now it's about selling me some soft bone solution. I would probably just go ahead and buy it. To be honest, we could go through the let's. We could go through the worst worst soft phones. We could we could also play worst telecom um, phone system ever. We'll play that later on. But okay, so um, all right, so okay, so number one, Terminator two, and opening scene, just amazing. I mean, opening scene for Terminator two. It's just so good. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better. Um, I think that's it. Uh, there you go. Um, also, um, he had a great steroid stack. I mean, honestly, like if you talk with Arnold, he's just like, yeah, everyone was doing it. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's normal. What do you mean? Like, yeah, the doctor just gave you DECA and testosterone. I mean, that's like the gold standard. So if you're going to start doing steroids, there you go. You got Arnold. If you want, and then, and then what was the third? A comp- I'm going to go to the highest level possible in American in the American government. He can't be president because he's, I guess, a foreigner, which I think is yeah. race racist, absolutely racist. Uh, he should be able to be president of the United States. And um, I'm not getting political. I don't even vote. Just so you know, that's I'm being completely sarcastic, which is a behavioral derailer. I'm told. Um, <laughs> that's just. But, it, but it's a it's a it's a good. Icebreaker, actually, because I mean, me coming to the U.S. Um, 2021 when the pandemic hit, and you, you you said it, you know, we do uh, medical devices. So I mean, that mm. is the reason why I'm here. It got a little crazier than mm. anyone over here thought it would be, and they sent someone from headquarters from Austria over here. Mm-hmm. So that is me coming over, and and the experience that cool. Arnold shared in in the Netflix documentary. I mean, he just packed his stuff and and went. So I was backed up by a company and all that, and I came over here and. And and tried doing my thing, um, so that is the first parallel. Like like someone in the U.S. reached out to me, and someone reached out to Arnold as well. Just come over here and and do what you do best, right? And in my case, it was a little less exciting. It was just doing IT over here and and helping the folks grow a little. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that that's what brought me over here, and and um, yeah. Then then you find all those differences, like you know. You talk about racism, but it's about those differences that Arnold probably found back in the day that I found as well. Uh, and he talks about the mindset differences. And I think that's a very, very valuable experience for me where Austrians are like a light version of Germans, which are known to be very square and you know straightforward, structured, mm-hmm. uh, take their time when making decisions. And Americans tend to be fast paced and just go ahead and do it. I mean, Nike, just do it. That is that is the American way of, of doing things. And that also applies to IT pretty well. And and what I always figured out and what I what I agree with him very strongly is actually if you combine the structured, slow and skeptical approach that you, you have in, in, in Europe or in Austria specifically, and combine it with the fast paced world uh, you find here in the US, you get a very f- powerful set of tools that you can use for day to day to make decisions quick. But, you know, mm. think them through a little like, like, you know, like building a house in the U.S. is just woods and, and, and you just build it in an Austria built for two lifetimes. But if you combine it, you get a, a very reasonable approach to some problems. And yeah, I had to learn that not everything we do in Austria is perfect and makes a whole lot of sense. But I also saw that, you know, if you do something too fast in IT, it just won't won't hold up to to the first storm that hits you, right? So that mix that Arnold describes also very much applies to IT. And that was a very yeah, fun experience for me in the last three years over here. 
Yeah, it's it's like buying a phone system. I mean, you just buy that phone system too quick. I mean, you're screwed for like three to five years. Forget about it. <laughs> um, no, but being more serious, that's there's so much there's so much to hit on there. The Austrian method to IT. That's like a book. Mm. That's your book. That's your yeah. first book. The Austrian yeah. IT method. There we go. Done. Um, you're on your way. You are on your way. The Austrian IT method, which is combining it, which is German light. It's the German light router. You know, yeah. Um, it's the Siemens light, Siemens light. Um, no, in all seriousness, how do you apply that to your roadmap in, in IT and in, in building a network in IT? Is there anything particular that you would see that we did over here that was just, I don't know, too fast and furious, open for security vulnerabilities, whatever it is. What is your what is your slow fast methodology? The um, Austrian way. Yeah, I mean easiest to share with your audience is probably new software because everyone can kind of relate to that, right? Mm -hmm. Usually what's what is happening over here is you have some subject matter expert that needs that software to do something better than they were able to do yesterday, right? And whereas in Austria you would do a whole freaking analysis on return on investment on uh is it actually making sense uh, and you basically ask everyone and their mom whether it is okay to get that piece of software in here because it has to match the strategy it has to match global standards um then we have legal uh, more, more legal um i think restrictions in a way like with gdpr like the data privacy stuff that we we were so happy to have about in, in Europe. And and then it gets slowly, right? And then you have that subject matter expert that has a has a has a great idea maybe, right? Like this is a yes. phenomenal idea to solve a problem. Yes. And then you know you 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 lose that you lose that individual by just being complicated about it, right? And asking all those questions that no one has answers for. And then it's about who's deciding um where those 20 bucks come from. I'm over exaggerating here, but that that's basically what happens. You you can have a bunch of people that buy and implement a bunch of crap in the United States without thinking about it is basically what you're saying. And in Australia, you're saying, well, we're just, sometimes we're too slow to take action because yeah. you got to ask everyone and your mom, like you said, and everyone's very paranoid and we got to make, you know, we got to, I don't know, analysis by over paralysis or paralysis over analysis, yeah. whatever they call that, right? So there's a fine balance in between, which you get by clearly taking people from austria and putting them in the united states which <laughs> may just be the it may just be the solution stop hiring people in the u.s <laughs> done deal and um so which is something that we 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 focus a lot about on the show we basically you know if you look at the good leaders right and you have the classic 80 20 rule you have 80 percent of you know People are just kind of getting by, showing up to work. Probably, you know, contracts are coming up last minute. They're they're making decisions, firing from the hip because they need to really quickly. There's tickets coming into the ticketing system. People are complaining. They're drinking from the fire hose every day. And they're making decisions just quickly because they can, because people mm -hmm, have money. Mm -hmm. And then the budget gets decided based on that whereas then if you look at the top 20 percent or the top five percent of the it leaders they are empowering their people so they're good at delegation yeah again another austrian arnold 
we're just this whole show is going to be the Arnold, the Arnold Austrian show. You know what I mean? You know, he said, you know, if you look at when he talks, he always says, it's always about the people around you, the people that you yeah. surround yourself with. So even though he himself is the big deal, it was always about the people he was around himself. He was a, you know, it's about, it's about your lifting partner and he won't let you eat the hamburger bun. You know what I mean? And the people that you surround yourself with at the table, when you're eating, it's about the people that you surround yourself with everywhere. And so the good leaders surround themselves with good people, empower their people, probably allow their people to coach up. And then the second thing is, is they talk with people. They go around and like they do, they talk with everyone and their mother, like you said, right? They want to make sure that there yeah. is a return on investment. They want to make sure that if we are going to buy this particular piece of software, that it works. Most likely they are doing a, a proof of concept. They're putting things through tests and trials and all this stuff. And then they're making a decision. Uh, and then, you know, if you take maybe the smart, which I don't really know if this is smart. It's just, he's a dude that was, you know, in the military and and in leadership, Colin Powell, which people love to quote all the time. He says, you know, basically get yourself 70%. I think it's 70% of the way there. He said, as long as you get 70% of the information, you got enough information to make a decision, then you can, you can make the decision. So you've got enough information, but you haven't taken so painfully long that there's now even a new software that just erupted in that time. And sometimes people yeah. take so long to make a decision. Yeah. By the time they make the decision, there's already three new products that are better than the product they're waiting to make the decision on. I've literally seen that happen. Three oh, to yeah, five absolutely. years. Absolutely. People waited three to five years to pull the trigger on a, on a, it just so happened to be a contact center. It happened to be a telecom thing. By that time, they're like, we moved to the cloud. Like it wasn't even right. like it was literally it happened during that time. And you could wait. Think of the, like you mentioned COVID. Think of the people that were waiting to make a decision prior to COVID on some sort of like server-based solution that was probably yeah. realistic, right? And then COVID yeah. hit and they're like, well, that's done. Yeah. Or how about the guys that made that took forever to make the decision and then COVID hit? Even worse. Absolutely. And and I mean, COVID um, showed, showed plenty of things. I mean, also with in the US being a lot faster with losing individuals in your employment or colleagues elsewhere that, that make those calls but also to bring in new people. So, you know, you kind of lose more and more traction the longer you wait in, in volatile times like that, right? So if you drag something out, like in three years in COVID time is is an eternity, right? I mean, the cha- the world changed three times in those three years. <laughs> and the it's people on. that make the decision um, also changed probably three or four times, right? So the longer you wait, the, the longer you have the problem that you were initially trying to solve with that software, right? So... So that is that is really what I learned. I, I getting off my Austrian horse here and being like, you know what? Maybe we just gotta go sometime, you know. And 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 what we figured out was a was a pretty good concept was to just give decision makers or subject matter expert a little bit of a framework where they can roam around freely. Like, of course, some security stuff needs to be done, right? But that is a checklist you can send your vendors. Um, it needs to be compliant to those three rules, but that is also something you can check right away. And I mean, obviously you got to deal with the budget anyways, but as soon as you hit those things, let's get the show on the road. I, I mean, if it's nothing crazy, but let's, let's try it and, and maybe fail two or three times. But with every failure, we, we have implemented new software that solved the problem good enough. And we, we made it better in the next iteration and all that. Instead of just sitting on our hands and wait, right, for the perfect software that is never going to show up. Because as you indicated correctly, if you just wait too long, the question you were asking initially becomes irrelevant, maybe, right? So so that that is the, the, the good mix between just running into the wall head on 
and <laughs> over, over, overthinking the wall, right? It's it, yeah, it's 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 and it's that golden path that you also mentioned briefly. That is that is tricky to find these days to make a good solid decision that people will support you for or with along the way. Um, that is I also love- happening fast. I love the example of speaking a foreign language as well. So English, I'm assuming, is English your second, third, fourth, fifth language? What language is it? Second, yeah. So when you, at some point, you've just got to kind of like jump into the pool and start speaking the language, right? Yeah. And I I highly, I just have so much respect for people that have learned a second language because anyone that has just been privileged to just speak English their whole life and has never learned another language really don't understand how, I I think it's very difficult to really learn another language significantly to the point where you understand the, the culture of the language or the, like every language has like a, a soul to it. I I don't really know how to describe it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, you can say a saying like in, in, in like, I don't know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't know. There's some saying in English, it makes <laughs> sense. you know what I mean? It makes yeah. sense in English, but if you translate it into another language, they're like, nah, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't ring true or it doesn't, you know, there's like a certain spirit to a language. I don't, and I haven't quite experienced that yet. Cause I haven't had that like language breakthrough. I'm mm-hmm. learning Arabic and I speak with my friends and I'm starting to speak it now. When I go to another country, I can speak it. Like I'm going, I've been to Morocco twice this year and you know, you start to get the feel, you know, but it's, it's very, they kind of look at you like, yeah, I know I translated something, but I, you're looking at me like an idiot. So I know that I said something stupid. What was that for you? Like how, how did it, did you already speak English fluently when you came here prior prior to COVID or is, did it happen in a year or like what happened? Yeah, more or less. I mean, we learn English at school. I mean, probably these days it starts earlier than, than back when I was at school, but I would say by the age of 14, you get, you have English class a yeah. couple times a week and I get more and more practice, you know, with, with actually going to Ireland actually for a week to just, train on that and i was always working in an international field so um talking to you like right now that was uh-huh. part of my job for a long time but but yeah it, it definitely hits you when you move out to the u.s and then the cultural flavor starts starts coming in as well um and 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 you said it you said it correct you got to translate you know the meaning but you got to translate the culture as well if i would speak to people around here like austrians speak to one another it would seem very rude, right? Because we don't sugarcoat anything. It's just <laughs> we say it. what we we say what we think, right? And uh, that is a that is a that is a powerful tool at times. But in day to day, you want to sugarcoat a little. I mean, I'm I'm located here in North Carolina, right? So uh-huh. it's, it's the South, you know. People are very soft spoken, right? And I was I was I was getting in some I, I wouldn't say trouble, but people were getting confused on on emails that I was sending out that were directly <laughs> addressing what I wanted to say, right? And not asking <laughs> how everyone's days was, right? So yeah, yeah. so so it's it's those little things that that uh, are trickier than the than the phrases that you bring up. Like, you know, you, you learn that out of context what what throwing a 
baby had the bathwater, like means don't, in context. Yeah, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> it's some old thing because I don't, my understanding is that you would draw one bathtub full of water back in the day and the whole family would use the bathwater. So by, and the oldest huh. started first. So by the time the baby got to the bathwater, which makes no sense because the baby should really go first if they probably have the, I don't know, the weakest immune system. Most sensitive system. skin and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, but anyways, by the time it got to the baby, the, the bathwater was black. So, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, this is my understanding. Could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, you, but yeah, that that cultural translation is harder is what I'm what I'm what if, what I was trying to say, right? Like you, So you if I go to Austria, yeah. the the East Coast, upper East Coast mentality will fit right in. I can just be like, you know, what's oh, wrong yeah. with you? Oh, a hundred percent. I felt right at home when I was uh traveling to New York. And it, and you know you have waiters rolling eyes when you yeah, walk you, in uh, their restaurant. Yeah, in Boston. Yeah, you wicked stupid mother. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, so I'd fit right in in Austria. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, absolutely. you realize Americans are very horrible with geography. The majority of Amer Americans are are culturally stupid. Um, I'm saying that everyone can bash me now and get mad and my ratings can go down. But most Americans are culturally stupid. Uh, yeah. I guarantee you that I would say if I asked one out of, I, I would guess one out of 10 people would know where Austria even is. I had to, I'm looking at it on the map right now. I don't even know what the Czech Republic is. You got some other countries, Hungary. Uh, let's see what else we got around you. Slovakia. What's um, Liechtenstein? Oh yeah, that's that's one of those dwarf countries. I, I think you can walk through it from <laughs> west end to east end. I'm, I, I'm not even kidding. You can look it up. It's it's not Switzerland. Large. Never even heard of Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what you, one of the what do you guys even what do you guys even speak for language like see this is so like let's, let's do a little awesome let's do some history this is the time now making dumb americans smarter by the second what language do you guys speak in austria uh yeah first language is german okay there you go we speak but, German. That's why it, German light. <laughs> but it's 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 um it's a weird dialect to a weird accent. It's like it's like saying Scottish folks speak English on paper, right? It's it, it, it I mean it is English, but if I would send you over to I don't know, countryside Scotland, right? I mean you would yeah. probably struggle. And the same the same is, okay. is if uh Germans come over to Austria, right? If if I would start talking to my friends and uh -huh. you would have someone from Germany, I mean You'd get it. Like you could, like you guys would understand 80% of it, but there'd be some weird, like, you know, yeah. When I go to England, it's much more proper. I find the people with an English accent, I'm more apt to trust them. It makes no sense because <laughs> it sounds more refined, you know, like they don't say trash. Like, Hey, can you go take out the trash? You're like, um, uh, the rubbish, please. Uh, uh, sir, could you go take out the rubbish? Uh, that's rubbish. And a, you understand what I'm saying? Um, it just sounds more refined and right. uh, so I'm more trustworthy of them. So probably more apt to be uh, hacked. Um, so, uh, anyways, they shipped you off to the United States. Do you like it better here or Austria? Um, that's, that's hard to say. Uh, I like, I like living here, like, like off work. It's, it's a lot easier for me to come around here. I mean, you, you mentioned it, like Americans are open-minded in general, mm -hmm curious when they hear that i'm not from here and and then ask questions invite me for barbecues for no reason whatsoever so free food so you can survive right so, right okay i'm i'm having a blast over here right but for work it's it's a little trickier because again it's 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 southern mentality it's not as fast as i would like to see some things happening or <laughs> not as direct as i would like to see things 
which is down, the opposite but, of what you just said at the beginning of the show anyways but it's, you said it's faster but slower yeah it's it's you know it's faster but it's not not in a, not in a sense of you know i need this done and and that sense of urgency that this raises would would be just mm. higher in austria than it would be here I gotcha. uh, also also comes with the territory of the level of frustration when things start to change and and people start just changing things is a lot lower in austria it's always a sense of urgency and need for give change. me an example give me an example like if you have a crappy process like the process is you grab that piece of paper scan yeah. it over here grab the pdf print it on the next print. that's where the next one signs it off right mm -hmm. in in austria people would tend to be like yeah you know what i'm not doing that i'm not i'm i'm, I'm too smart to to actually do that kind of crap let's change that right now and i will make it my baby to make that work right okay and in the u.s it's like yeah well that's what it is so you know like this is the way we've always done it this is the way it's, it's going to be done yep and uh yeah um well i'm sorry but we have 15 pbx's at all different phone systems at every, every at, at every location i gotta keep bringing up the phones because you said for some reason people yeah. are telling you what's the number number part of the show this is the part of the show where we ask you who is the most annoying phone vendor to call you every day every single day non-stop all the time and i'm and i could take a guess first yeah do you wanna 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 say it's on three or something what'd you say oh on three do you want to count to three and we say it and then give me three give me three choices and just tell me yes or no it's one of those three okay so i'm going to tell you three providers and you're going to tell me yes it's one of them. Yep. And if I hit the and if I hit them right away you can just say yes that's them. Yeah. Ring central. That's it. <laughs> I wish I had I need some better sound I need some sound effects. I was using I used <laughs> I used um I had who was that stupid Star Wars character in the first remake uh I had his voice that I used to Jar -jar. play. Char jar jar banks i had his <laughs> voice i had his voice and then i and i made the stupid mistake of reaching out to disney and being like hey can i like get permission to use this way and they're like absolutely not <laughs> so the, it is you know like only used for people because there's so many jar jar banks haters that if you look up the people that actually are allowed to talk about jar jar banks they're all they're they're all like he's so awesome he's like the best character ever <laughs> <laughs> oh ring central we love you we love you where's my money i'm gonna start advertising you give <laughs> me the money we believe i've doing this show for free for so long we're actually ranked 11th i'm still i don't have i just need to pay somebody maybe i need an austrian to be like that's it we're going to get sponsors they're gonna pay us now can you do a good yeah. arnold um impression let's see it's not a tumor <laughs> is that good enough yes yes please we uh, <laughs> i should have you record like some like an intro an intro an intro for this um, like back home is everyone like watching our like home is he like loved back home as much as he's loved here you think or more i wouldn't think so i mean he was more <laughs> famous in the of. 80s yeah, yeah. Uh, and since he went to politics years and years ago, you know, that doesn't affect us Austrians all that much. Yeah, it probably hurts you. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, like, where's our money? <laughs> um, <laughs> where's our money?
I don't know what we're talking about. Let's give let's talk about IT somehow. Mm-hmm. So what do you actually, how many people are on your team? How many end users do you have? What's the biggest problem right now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's, so, your single, uh, what's your single biggest frustration, problem, or concern when it comes to managing IT in the United States coming overseas from Austria? That's that's tricky. Let me let me start by just setting the stage for what, what my organization is like. So we have 500 users, give or take. Mm-hmm. And we manage the whole site with four in my team and with me, so so five altogether. Um, yeah. Okay, so just so everyone knows, I have done this math, and I say it over and over again. It's in the book. Everyone knows this if you listen to the show, but I'm going to reiterate it once again. And I could have said this. I could have made... I've gotten so good at this stuff, like the Ring Central. <laughs> that was pretty pretty amazing yeah <laughs> i mean there's only hundreds of them there's only hundreds of literally my second was going to be zoom my third was going to be vonage maybe next eva we i'm sure you, you gotta have hit, been hit by one of them too I mean, at least AT&T. it's only ring central for me maybe i guess AT- at&t or avaya also ring central or has been before just white labeled um <laughs> ah <laughs> Oh, so anyways, um, another one is I could have at, I could have said your ratio from end users to IT staff is one to a hundred, which is right on. You got five hundred yeah. end users, you got five people. Yeah. Okay, great. So every one hundred people, you have one person supporting them, um, telling them uh, stop taking the piece of paper to the copy machine, which we need to call Xerox, which is not a company anymore, to uh, convert that into a PDF to take it, then print it off the machine to take it to the fax machine to fax it to someone's email yeah yeah okay so anyways go ahead so you got yeah. 500 users you got five people i don't know where we're going with this what's your biggest you said lay, yeah. the, lay of the land okay I, I yeah i started i started to like the easiest thing for me is just the, the, the classic support like my computer breaks we fix that that is classic it stuff what what is the most frustrating piece on the other end of the spectrum is probably those projects that get into a size where we have to ask the mothership for for their opinion on something. Who's the mothership? Uh, like Austria, right? Headquarters. So is that where headquarters is? Because it says so. Yeah. You have five hundred people in the United States, or five hundred people in oh th- company wide. No, it's a couple thousand company wide and okay. uh, five hundred in the states. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So you're like you're like I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like the. I, I wish there was a good metaphor. Maybe you can come up with the metaphor. Like for our relationship to the mothership. Yeah, in a so way. there's 500 over here. There's another 500 in in Austria, and you're yeah. your own entity over here in the United States. Um, I mean, it's, if I look at your company, it says it says in Monroe, North Carolina, but then there's Kremsmunster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the. Did Austrian... I pronounce that right? Did I pronounce yeah. that right? Crimson, pretty, pretty oh, wow. close, yeah. My brother lives in Germany, by the way, so I could maybe genetically somehow that comes off on me, but um, he's but, very but, he's very to the point, by the way. Chris Howard. Okay. <laughs> and 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 that is the tricky piece. Like you, you gotta you gotta translate back to Austria. This is what we need. Like we need that piece of software that you don't understand why, but in the US customs is trickier. We need that, right? And we need okay. that that amount of money to get that. Right. This is where it's getting tricky. Where we have probably a skill to do it, but not the authority yet to do it. Right. Mm. And and that is that is the trickiest piece for me because i understand the whole synergy effects kind of thinking and cost you know making making sense for all of us gotcha but, gotcha but 
bringing in the local flavor and selling that that it's yeah that is what we need um and we gotta do this we're american now don't you understand we're american now what exactly dang it we're that's, American. Hold oh, no. Slow down. We have to talk with everybody first. Exactly. Slow down. Wait till third quarter when we can have a meeting about this. Okay. Hold on for nine months. We're going to have a yep. meeting someday. And then you'll have five minutes during that meeting. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. That, that sort of thing. That, that, that really, uh, really grinds our, our gears. It makes us inefficient mm. at times. Right. So um, gotcha. that kind of. Handle. What are some of the I, yeah. um so have you had any wins or ways to overcome that or ways uh, to get around it or is it why don't we just do it and say I had this great idea of why don't we just get hacked pay someone to hack our company and give us what we need and then just like hey I don't know how this happened but look at the benefits Well you you just got up I I I think the the the, the wins that we had was really when we did a good job with something, you know, just mm. lead by example. We, we, we show we can pull it off. We showed the results. That's mm. what they like to see. Right. And, and this mm. is a slow progress thing. So it, it feels like since you were asking for the analogy, it feels like you have that family gathering and you're on the kid's table and then you turn 14 and you want to sit with the grownups, but you, but they don't really listen to you in the way they listen to other grownups. So, so that is what the U S affiliate became in the last mm. couple of years. And then you beat uncle George at chess. Exactly. And they're like, all right, um, how'd you do that? Come on over to the table. Oh yeah. That that sort of thing. And that's that's mm. how we how we show up and 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 just get things done every once in a while. That's a good point. Numbers don't lie, people lie. So numbers, yeah. um, results matter. I've always right. been a results guy. I've always said, I don't care. Show me results. Um, give me proof, give me numbers, give me this type of thing. So how can you do that if you need a new piece of software though? Get the vendor um, to give you a, I don't know, free free service for a while or something. I don't know. Well, it's basically you, you start off with the problem, right? Um, like for example, do you have a PowerPoint it, deck you use? Like, how do you present? How do you present these things? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. How many slides? Deck. How many slides? Ten or less, I would say. Okay, good. I'm I'm a big fan of five or less. No way. Oh, you yeah, go yeah, by, I hear you. Though, but, five. But, forget about it. the first slide is before. And after that's slide one. Second yeah, slide, <laughs> okay. Basically, yeah, yeah. Second slide is why we should do this. Third slide is a way of saying you're stupid if you don't. Um, yeah. Yeah, third slide is if you don't do this, here's your other option, which is also buying what I need. Yeah. And then the fourth slide is the, the, the last resort, which is also buying what I need. But, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, um, it's basically that. Like, here's the problem that I have. I checked with everyone that you would okay. ask me to check with, right? Yep. I did that. I did my mm-hmm. homework. Mm-hmm. Then I calculated like, okay, new software would result in X, Y, and Z expectations. Mm-hmm. Existing software with both on solutions that sort of Frankenstein your way out of it would be this <laughs> and that. And uh, here is the return on investment. I expect, you know, to get our money yeah. back within, I don't know, 18 months. I mean, that that is basically it, right? And then you, just garnish it with 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 just hard hitters. IT, is it a cost center or or can we generate new new revenue for the for the business? Should should IT be responsible or mm, how do you I, I guess my question is mm. how do you love your job and make more money in IT? You gotta work with the people, right? And and I think the times are long gone when when we could sit in our office and get the IT order 
slid under the door in, into our basement offices and just do it, right? We got to be out there <laughs> and understand people the way they want to be understood and speak their language, right? And translate all the complexity we deal with into human readable language and work with our, 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 our folks out there that actually make the, the company money, right? Are you sure you haven't listened to this show before? I have just read your five lines in the LinkedIn description, but yeah. Did I put anything about slipping stuff under the door? Because Aaron Siemens, episode 23, we're at at like 237 episodes now, by the way. But like 200 episodes ago, he said, you know, IT used to be the place where we, we hid in a closet and people slipped pizzas under the door to us to like get something done. No, I didn't. I, I didn't steal that from anyone. Actually, I was I just mean, like, but the fact that you said that shows how true it really yeah. is. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It, and 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 that is sorry that I was interrupting you there, but that is such a tricky, tricky piece to pull off because I mean, again, four people versus four hundred users, right? You can't be out there all the time. We got to get work done too. So, and that is where it's getting really tricky. How do you set up an organization where you can be an enabler? Right. And, and, and actually be like, Hey, I Googled something the other day, dear accuser, dear process owner, this could solve the problem we had for so long. And I got the manpower to do it right away. Right. I mean, I'm glad that, that you, go- I'm, I'm glad that you admitted I'm just a better Googler. Like, I mean, honestly, like that's number one. Like what is IT I really mean, sure, do? Yeah. Pretty much Google everything. I mean, you expect us to do everything. So how can we possibly know everything? Right. Um, now it might be chat GPT. I used that in the last episode this morning, which was fun. We went through like a whole, my secrets, Claude, my, my secret weapons, actually poe.com <clears throat> again, free advertising for everybody seems to come, come through, seems to come through, uh, dissecting popular IT nerds. If you guys want to pay me someday, I'll do this more poe.com. That's every IT director out there. You can thank me later. Thank me later. Please write me episodes. I don't tell me to put you on an email blast list. Let me sell you a phone system. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Poe.com. P-O-E.com. Gonna love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. That's probably their new. And who are Poe.com? Someone out there. Would you please just pay me some money? Um, I'm broke. I want to be like Arnold. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you believe in any conspiracy theories? Any conspiracy theories? Is the world flat? Did we go to the moon? Um, uh, I don't know. Something. Arnold's really a lizard person. Uh, what is it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think some events in history are, are weird, right? The way they went down. I mean, okay, 9/11 great. Which just one? feels nine eleven oh. feels feels like an odd one. You know, it feels that things don't really match up. Am I saying it's an inside job, like the theory states? No, I'm just saying it was. It was a little weird, you know, the whole building seven, building seven. Exactly. Stuff. It's a very yeah. sensitive subject. It's a very sensitive subject. I, I see that. Yeah. But I'm just thinking it's, it's a, no, weird I'm with event. you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm all about the truth. And I'd rather, I'd rather live the truth than live a lie. And propaganda is very, very powerful. Um, it's very, very powerful. I mean, even Hitler, I, the, yeah. the, the minister of propaganda for Hitler said, we're just going to tell a big enough lie. And we're going to tell it over and over again until the people believe us. So it's a very, and I come from a very, very my family's interesting. Uh, actually, my 
half my family is like highly conservative. Every picture you've seen of taken of George Bush fishing was taken from my dad's boat. So <laughs> uh, my dad has a house. He lives in Kennebunk, like ah. Kennebunk port right next to in. Mm-hmm. He has a, he's a retired doctor and the Pentagon called one day and they said, Dr. Howard, you have a charter fishing business. We'd like to rent your boat, the press secretary to take pictures of George Bush. So every picture taken of George Bush was taken from my dad's boat. Like no joke. If you see George Bush senior 41 or 43 fishing, that picture was taken from my dad's boat. Um, (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I'm serious. Um, So like American conservative culture, even, you know, military culture and everything is very, very, I mean, it's just very diehard American, but, but what's also interesting my chiropractor who's diehard American. I mean, like American, like Navy seal America. Like if I sit down and go with him, we talk, you know, we talk military stuff and I do jujitsu and he loves that. We talk all that, but he's like, yeah, he's, he, he's skeptic of nine 11 too. He's like, he's like, no, that, that building seven doesn't just drop out of nowhere like that can perfectly implode with, you know, like, no. So um, but but I love watching series like the Flat Earth one. That really got me good. I mean, I'm like that is that is good stuff. You know, uh, like like people. If you don't follow about the it, mainstream, yeah. If you don't follow the mainstream, people covering it up. Like if you follow, uh, what is it, Eric Dubay? Eric Dubay. I it doesn't ring That's, a bell. I, I don't know any Eric specific Dubay. name in that area. It's like the more you watch it, you're like you're like you're like wait a second. Like this actually kind of like you know, I kind of <laughs> I kind of went down that dark hole for a moment because. Uh, um, I was looking at the different, like, like other models for other, like, universal models that makes that mathematically makes sense. Like that, even um, like Stephen Hawking and stuff. Like, you know, you can't yeah. prove, you can't prove that the sun's the center of the solar system. Just like you can't prove that the Earth's not. Like, there, there's multiple mathematical equations at work. It's just like, like modern day science refuses to say that, like, you know, humans are special. So, like, you know, this one. Anyways, yeah. they, they got to pick one, but um, I'm not smart enough. Uh, I need to have more smart people on the show that that do understand that. But um, you know, see, we just need to bring we just need to bring Europeans on. Not everything's not everything's American centric. Although America, um, we we invented everything. Oh, we should have a part of the show that's like, please, inventions that didn't come out of America. You know one? Let's see. Now we're going pro American. We're going pro America show. America. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just stuck on what what has been invented, you know, because I do think major inventions of... that haven't come out of America. I mean, if there was one, it probably is Germany. Yeah, probably. Uh, but the I'm phone thinking, system, um, the phones isn't, isn't were like radio, in America, but radio, the phone radio, system was, you know. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but radioactiveness. I mean, okay, it's not. Like, it's kind of like a discovery. I mean, what about? Oh, you're yeah. saying you're saying you're saying created elements, radioactive elements that were created that did not exist naturally. Yeah. Basically, you know, who invented Marie it? Curie. I don't even know who it was. Marie, Marie Curie. Curie. I love how you said that. Marie Curie. If I talk to my my producers, um, Greg Ledal, he's from he's from France, like Paris. He's like, no, Paris, Paris, Paris. You gotta say it right. Back to the language again. Um, I'm glad that we've ended on this completely. Um, well, but also, no, you know, I'm glad that we've landed on this note that has completely yeah. made anyone that that took anything that we've said this entire show. And dumped it down the drain. Like I can't believe anything that those guys say. They're out of their minds. <laughs> out of their minds. I mean, Arnold. The, the only, in, in 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 general, when we talk inventions, what is an easy answer is everything before America was even there, right? I mean, that is true. 
the pretty weed. simple, right? Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, we Fire. just had we just had a couple hundred years more more time to invent stuff before you were part of it's, it. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty absurd. I'm waiting for someone to catch up, and I think what it is is because everyone's got to talk to everyone and their mother before they make a decision on anything. Oh yeah, and over here we're just failing a bunch of things first. Yeah. You know, we could crash a bunch of planes before one takes off. True. Yeah. Or that we'll just film it. Spirit, yeah. Or, I mean, first person to the moon, or we'll just fake it. Just fake it till you make it. <laughs> just fake it. But look at all the big the, the, the big guys out there. I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, Elon Musk is not American, but very American in the way he does things. It's not his first company that turned out to be Tesla or or uh paypal you know i mean he crashed a whole bunch of companies before that happened amazon not the first company that was successful and i think that's a that's a very teaching kind of kind of moment i think that's very inspiring especially for me that is very i was very scared of failure and just doing something wrong just do it you know and make it less wrong the next time yeah if you have a problem with any sort of insecurity or fears or scared of your own shadow or depression anxiety i'm speaking clearly about myself in high school um <laughs> then, then just um yeah just get out and do it because most people i mean i just did, it, when i think back about it yeah i was like, scared of my shadow in high school couldn't talk to anybody nothing none of that and um i think it was through just sheer forcing of having to do something in order to survive um you you learn a lot and you probably in you coming over to america and doing things and stepping out of your just stepping out of your comfort zone i think is the yeah. I, as i think is the thing stepping exactly. out of your comfort zone which may be just just stepping out of your um server closet just stepping out of your server closet yeah. and talking with humanoids oh That's yeah basically what it is you have to go talk with humans and um they're gonna probably say some stupid things and you need to stop yourself from saying are you an idiot and yeah. um yes but yeah that's that's basically it right and i'm lucky to have a whole bunch of folks on my team that i mean all of them every single one of those four i mean they they understand that you know it's it's out there where you get the ideas from are you the only austrian on the team or did we send more people over um i'm not the only austrian in the company here but I'm on the only Austrian in IT over here. It's like, yeah, it was like like the alien mothership sent over like someone from Austria. And now we got a bunch of Americans in North Carolina. Is it North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. North Carolina, yeah. North <clears throat> at least you surf. I mean, that makes you human and you're going <laughs> to Costa Rica. So that's um, let's tie it all back to that. No, that I would I think it would be fun to have your entire team on a show and just talk to the whole team and be like, hey, um, now, Daniel, you're going to leave the room, and we're going to let your team talk about you. So, what's it like? What's it like? Oh, I would, I would, I would, I would love that. Actually, I, I think that would be very helpful for me as well to 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 hear it like unbiased <laughs> from someone like you <laughs> leading them to 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 find answers. I mean that it's got to be. <laughs> and fun. then, I, and then I'll leave the room, and you can run the podcast for ten minutes. Like so, what does everyone really think about this guy live? Here's the number you guys can call in, and um. Yes. So by the way, you guys do manufacture blood collection, urine collection, manufacturing, biotechnology, pharma, capillary blood draw. Mm -hmm. We didn't even, you know, it's funny that you mentioned 9-11. We didn't even go to, we didn't even go to COVID. 
we didn't even go to the yeah. fact that it's there was a manufactured virus that yeah. this was like you know this was i can't say who really put it out there because then my show would come to an end and by the way again if i die and disappear <laughs> this is the second time today um that but daniel will hear from big pharma yeah urine collection i have my second my my dream job would be a marketing coordinator for a urine collection company and the reason why is because i think and no one can see this right now i'm holding up a coffee cup is i always thought that a great idea would be to take the urine collection cup and put a handle on the side and turn it into a coffee mug because that would be hilarious because you'd be drinking out of a cup that says urine sample. Um, and anyway. I'll, I'll call next you to our product management right away. I mean, and you can give those away. Last of an idea is great. Well. And that'd be great <laughs> gag gifts. And that's a double meaning there. You get it? All right. Um, <laughs> there you go. Million dollar idea. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh, Daniel, thank you very much for being on Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. It has been a this has been a this has been a lot of fun for me. I don't know about you, but it's been more fun for me than probably all the listeners and everyone else out there. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a fun for me just as well. <laughs>